1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. She looked at me and this is what she said. Oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. I know, right? Uh, Cage the Elephant, uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. We could play that just as every theme song for the show. I'm pretty sure. Welcome back. And I uh, would love your calls today. 888-673-1450, of course, um, while we're live. And... Um, Visit our sponsors. Preparewithkate.com is a great way to get food storage. Preparewithkate.com. Um, get something every month. Be working on that. And also be working on where to store it. <laughs> You'll see why when I bring this up. But um, I want to bring up, uh, and also FIQ, FIQ.com. If I were you, I'd be getting extra supplements all the time. I'd be getting extra balance of nature all the time, extra FI, activate FIQ.com to have extra copper, magnesium, all those things, because I think those things are going to get harder to get, to be honest with you. I think supplements will get harder to get. And I think there'll be a war on supplements like we haven't seen. I, I, I honestly think so. They can't let people find natural health, which is what they're gravitating to. And a lot of the young moms are gravitating towards yep. this now. They call them crunchies. <laughs> they do. They call them crunchies, like granola, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they call them crunchies. And and these girls are finally figuring out, hey, maybe I shouldn't, you know, give my kids a bunch of shots. And uh, hey, uh, gosh, we're sicker than ever before. Maybe I should uh, not eat all those chemicals anymore because other countries outlaw them, right? So there's a lot of a uh, lot of young people going that direction. So there was a book called 299 Days, and I love this book. I had the guest on years ago. Uh, or the author on, I'm sorry, uh, as a guest uh, years ago, Glenn Tate. Glenn, Glenn did a great job on this book series, and he became very successful, and he, um, he understood and started to realize that government wasn't what they said they would, would be, <laughs> sadly. Do you ever feel, Uncle Milty, like you're mourning our country? All the time when you're every day because we're in politics all the time. No, every day. Do you always? I feel like I'm in a state of mourning, like it's consistent, right? Like it's consistent. Well, there's a reason for that. We're watching it die. Yeah, it's like it's very slow car crash, a slow death. It's been it's been very very. I think hard for me in a lot of ways because you feel the betrayal of. City people all the way up to state government, all the way up to federal government. And you know that it's true. And you go, wow. And people that kind of climb into the politics arena go, I didn't realize all the the bribes and the favors and the backbiting and the lying and the scumbaggery of it all. They just don't. You're just blown away by it all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of people figure this out when they take a case to court (laughs) and they realize they go through the whole system and they go, I realized it in the medical system when my husband was in the hospital and we had to get him out and away from the um, government approved protocol for COVID. I had to get my husband out of the hospital and he was, he played golf on the fifth day because we didn't follow anything the doctor said to do. Nothing. Mostly nothing. 99%. Okay. So this book goes into a scenario where there's this young woman and we're going to take your calls on this in the next hour. There's a young woman and she works for the government and she works for, um, this, uh, you know, she's eating well and she's housed and she's kind of in the know and she's a beautiful woman and she is being briefed. She's being briefed by the government as all this fallout happens. Okay. And she says to herself, 
as she's eating this nice breakfast because she knows a lot of people aren't. Okay, they're in a lot of situations in the world because a lot's happened. Now, this was written in 2012. She said uh, in the book, she's feeling like she wasn't a bad person to be working for the government during all of this. They were solving the problems that hit them like the perfect storm. The electrical outages, internet problems, terrorism, spike in gas prices, the May drop of the dollar, the Mexican refugee problem, the southern states talking um, like they were going to leave the union, the nuclear exchange in the Mideast. So all this had transpired. And so people out that weren't working for the government, do you realize there's about 42 million people out of the 350 some odd million people in America that actually 330 million that work for the government? 42 million of the 330 million. Wow. I said 350, but it's 330. Okay, 333. Um, That's a lot of people. So they were taken care of, but the people out there weren't, okay? So here we go. So- um, she, they're, they're naming all these problems, this nuclear exchange. Okay. That had just happened in the mid East. Okay. And all this came at the same time. What a mystery. Hmm. All at the same time, <laughs> even the best government, of course, uncle Milty would have a hard time coping with all of this at once. I mean, they can only do what they can do. They can't do more. No. Oh gosh. I mean, all of that just happenstance circumstance things were bad but not the end of the world about 90 percent of the people were safe in their homes they were listening to what the government told them to do there was more crime than anyone had ever seen some people on medications were dying because the just-in-time inventory screwed up and uh, with the internet outages and especially the traffic and the gas shortages prevented the semi-trucks from rolling in to the interstates mcdonald's was out of french fries Heaven forbid. Hmm. And people would, but people would live through this. It was inconvenient. People were dying though, but, but the majority would live. And this was starting to feel like a national scale Katrina. I'm reading right from the book. National scale Katrina, not Armageddon. More like a Katrina, but nationally. And sure, Katrina sucked and innocent people died, but in a year, people would be basically back to normal after some adjustments. That's what everybody was talking about and thinking about, right? So after breakfast, Jeannie, the star of the show, uh, the star of the uh, book, uh, goes to the conference room where she was working. And, uh, and someone told her there would, there would, you know, be this, uh, this, this, um, newscast. They were going to be briefed before this news before this newscast would carry some of the messages. So they were going to be briefed on them so they could talk about them. There was a lot of neighbor helping neighbor kind of stories. Plenty of scenes of National Guard and and police helping people. Everybody was kind of stuck in their homes. Can you even? This was 2012 when this was written. Okay, and uh, but now we can certainly see how that would work because now we have developed scenarios for all being locked in our homes, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this person from the government comes out and he's basically talking about to the fact that they would have to seize critical, critical infrastructure and supplies under an insurrection act. Okay. We need a nice word for this. He said, can anybody in PR help me with that? We want to seize infrastructure and supplies under an insurrection act. Why? Because they didn't have any to give out. So they were just going to take everybody's stuff 
and pass it around. Ration it. Yeah, but they don't like that word, and they mentioned no, no. that. They said, yeah. don't use the word ration. Don't use that word. That's a bad word. Yeah. Okay? So they wanted to use the word requisition. We're requisitioning it because it's an emergency. And so this is a good thing that we're requisitioning. I can't even say it. Requisitioning it. Now, it's going to go on, and it's going to give you some clues as to what we might be facing. And this is why I brought this up today, and I want your feedback on this, because it goes into some interesting angles about what they do and how they do it in this book, okay? He couldn't have even foreseen laying out some of the pathways with with COVID. So be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Thanks for listening. Just a heads up, everybody, we're up against another government shutdown later this month, and our so-called wise leaders deal with it how they always do, more spending. So while lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account is going to continue to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. So end this cycle of insanity. Diversify with gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. These are the guys I trust. And listen, when you open a gold IRA, get this, for every $10,000 you spend um, by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Yeah, a gold bar. Just text Kate to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert your existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA, gold-backed IRA, for no money out of pocket. You still get the free gold bar. (laughs) Don't let your savings become a victim of future devaluation of the dollar. So text Kate to 989898 receive a free info kit on gold and claim your eligibility before black friday to receive gold free gold bars on your qualified purchase you're going to love this text 9898 text the name kate the tv told me that if i eat bugs and pay more money to the government my weather will be gooder the kate daly show starts now You know, the the grid itself is not going to cost that much. The grid itself will probably cost about $250 billion to build a smart grid that reaches most of America and that, you know, that can do the things that we need to do, like can send signals through the line, allow the utilities to send a signal through the line to turn off the hot water boilers in a million homes for 15 minutes in order to avoid the peak demand that is the most expensive part of our electrical system. If you eliminate a peak, you save enough natural gas in our country to power the entire U.S. Uh, passenger car fleet. So, and we can do that just by using the grid smartly. A, a, a grid to send a signal to, ten, to turn off all the electric toothbrush rechargers, you know, uh, to, to turn off your swimming pool recirculators and all of these things. You don't care if somebody turns them off for 15 minutes and you sign something. It can go into your car and borrow the, uh, the stored electricity in your car in your battery, whether you got a plug-in hybrid or a, uh, or a plug-in car. And, the, um, and so we need to build a smart grid. That costs very little. About- yeah, you can brush your teeth in your car. <laughs> What's the problem? Um, that was actually RFK Jr. Now, that was some years ago, and he was at a climate thing, and uh, this is what he was touting. But it's, it's interesting that the, the first place that if true blue liberal goes democrat now he's great on the shots and stuff but on this not rfk the first place they go is government control it's not about people making a choice to do something and then you could get into a whole grid conversation about half the stuff he said was bonkers 
um, save this to get this and save this part to get, you know, I mean, <laughs> really, is everybody's toothbrushes causing a problem? Okay. Anyway, but, but with that pushed aside, the first place they go, doesn't matter what the topic, government control, government control, government control. And that's what he was wishing for was a smart grid with government control that they could just turn off when they wanted to. Yeah. That's a good idea. I that, mean, come on. It's not about energy. Yeah. It's about control. It is. It is. It always is because those toothbrushes yeah. <laughs> and those those things aren't aren't creating a havoc, okay? They're not they're not creating the problem. Government control over our utilities is what's creating yeah. the problem. Um Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. We're, we're talking about a scenario carried out over from uh, the last bit that we did. And this was from the book 299. And Glenn Tate's a great author. And he, was, he, he set out to write this series of books so that we could understand what it would look like, a grid down situation, or what it would look like in this scenario to um, how would the government play this out? Now, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, was reminding me of this scenario. And so I thought I would bring it up today instead of the stuff we had planned because it really kept giving me these thought-provoking moments of, you know, they really could play it like this. They really could do it like this. There are so many misguided people. There are so many people out there that would actually fall for whatever they say. But I thought that this was um, fascinating because it, it really talked about the fact that we are in a scenario where, so in the, in the book, the scenario, I should probably lay that out again, but in the book, the scenario was all about this woman who said everything had kind of fallen apart. They had a nuclear exchange. They had um, all kinds of things, right? They had a nuclear exchange. They had all kinds of things happen. Everything kind of outlining what we're up against right now. The border, okay? So yep. 90% of Americans were in their homes. Now the government people that were working for the government were fine and they were eating great and organic foods and the whole nine yards treated, treated like the elite, but the rest of the people, okay, were in this situation where they were stuck at home. The stores were cleaned out. The, tr the, the trucks weren't getting to the stores and they had uh, people dying. They couldn't get medications. Okay. So we had a lot of people uh, hooked on pharma. So here's this woman this fictitious woman in this, in this book, and she's working for the government and she's she the JAG officer. Yes. Yeah. She's the JAG officer. And so she's basically sitting there and she logs on for this meeting they're about to have. Okay. And they're going to get briefed. And this guy comes in from the governor's office of her state. And he says, you know, um, basically here's what's going on. First DC is authorized federal and state authorities. And that would include us to seize critical infrastructure and supplies under the insurrection act. You guys all remember Obama did Obama did an act like this where he could take you, your skills, make mm -hmm. you work for the government and also take everything you own. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a crisis. It could just be in times of peace. Scary. Um, so she raises her hand and she says, because he's saying, hey, I need you PR people to help with a word. What word can we sell to the American people when we seize infrastructure as a government? And she says requisition. It has a military and a temporary sense to it. It sounds marvelous. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's good. Requisition it is. So they go on and they say, we're requisitioning gasoline, prescription medicine, trucks, food, and other things. And they stress to people that this is temporary. And that's how they get away with all of this is to say, it's temporary. It's temporary. You can do anything hard for a little while. It'll get better. Well, they actually, he actually says it will be given back when the crisis is over. But what if they use it? How are they going to um, give it back hmm. to you? 
but people fall for the we can handle it short term. Yeah, Just uh, like with C, with with I call it blovid because it blows COVID. They they kept stressing to everybody. Well, it's a, it's wear this for your neighbor and 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 be kind to your neighbor. Just stay home. It's temporary. It's temporary. So they've done this to us before. Now, this book, 299 Days, was actually written back in 2011, published in 2012. And I had him on the show probably 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Um, But it's interesting, some of the things that he nailed that you could probably see happening right now. Okay. So then they get to this place where they're talking about, hey, we have these focus groups out there and everything's going to give them give be given back after the crisis is over. You need to you need to use the word crisis because crisis is going to denote that it's very temporary and that there will be an end to this so they can get through it and then they won't bulk as much. Okay, And so um, so then they go into this. uh, We don't have any money to pay people back, you know, but, uh, you know. You need to stress this term. How much is a human worth life? Uh, human life worth? Yeah, these are Just what we call that. today talking points. Talking points, <laughs> PR points. How much is a human life worth? In COVID, it was don't kill somebody else's grandma. Yeah. How much do you care about your fellow man? Now they couldn't describe it scientifically. <laughs> what you were doing, it backfired. All the truth started coming out. The masks were actually causing illnesses and things because you're breathing in toxins. But that was the verbiage, and it worked. The other part I liked is who mm-hmm. gets to collect things. Yes. Who gets to do the requisitioning? Yes. The first responders. Were I agree. To I agree. Let's take a quick call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. So the, the key word you're using there, Kate, requisition, mm-hmm. that word has been used by every invading military yep. Um, yep. since the beginning of time. You're right. When no, they walk into a country and they attack, they basically go to a farmhouse and they uh-huh. say, we're going to requisition your stuff. Uh-huh. Here's a piece of paper and you get paid back. And nobody yeah. ever gets paid back. Right. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Oh, my gosh. So true. All right. Let me give you a little more. So he goes on and he says, we're going to start up some state farms. Okay. Farming done by the state. You know all that wheat and potato farmland in eastern Washington. Because this is the state of Washington, this happens. In, we're going to organize some farms to produce food um, and distribute it. The feds get some of that, you know, for the fed tax, kind of like the parent tax at Halloween. All right. But they have to transport it, which could be a problem if we had to try to solve that one on our own. So to get the most out of this, he says in the book, two, 299 days, and transporting it over from Seattle to Eastern Washington will be less of a problem than transporting it to L.A. We'll work with a large agribusiness in the state. We'll offer employment to people from the state to go over there and work on the farms and processing plants. You guys do remember the takeover, right, in World War II of the plants and the people going to work for the said government contracts. This is how Marilyn Monroe suddenly became famous. She was working at a defense contract even though there's five different stories about what she was doing there. It's also how women became part of the permanent workforce. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Yes, it is. It is. So, so in the book, it says he didn't say it, but the political strategist in him loved the idea of the governor solving a problem like this in food production and getting all the credit and handing out jobs and helping the agricultural companies that had been helping the governor and selected candidates with donations. Cause it looks good. 
So you know that these moments are are happening all the time. Everybody's got to look good. This is why the states jumped in with COVID is it looks good if everybody sees that I care about people and it's okay if I force force people and tell them what to do because I care so much. Yeah. Yeah. And the opportunity for graft is exponential. (laughs) Yeah. And then he said, here's something in the works. You can describe it to reporters off the record because he's talking to this group. He's briefing because they're all going to be talking to the, the media. And he said, the official announcement will come in a while, but we're going to come up with a way to pay for their, for people to pay for their necessities. Let's face it. Inflation's off the charts. Some stores aren't taking money anymore. ATMs are shut down and so are the banks. People need a way to get things. We're working on expanding the EBT cards. Those were the electronic benefit transfer card, which were given to welfare recipients with their welfare money on it. They were accepted like debit cards at places, right? You guys don't know what I'm talking about. They all have a little debit card, okay, um, to, to prevent shame. Yeah. Although shame actually worked back in the day, but it whatever. Sure That's did. a whole other show. And then, and then he said, let's call them freedom cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't help but laugh at that You can't one. help but laugh because you know they, they'll do this. They would totally do this. This was written in 2012, but we're going to call them F cards. <laughs> Sorry. I can think of a few other <laughs> things I'd call them. Um, so uh, he put his finger up in the air to, 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 say, to say this next point. Don't call them ration cards. That's essentially what they're going to be. But don't say that. It'll invoke World War II, right? It'll invoke depression, okay? Depression times. We can preload them with the amount we want to have, and we can track what people are getting. And then it goes on to say this scary statement. He didn't say it, but people like him and the people in the room who were crucial to the recovery would get more, lots more, loaded on their F card. He didn't say it, but while they could theoretically track what people got, They didn't have enough data analysts to really know what was going on. They did, however, have enough analysts, though, on tap to track what problem people were going to get. You know, those people that don't like government, you know, those people that are accused of hoarding by the Freedom Corps, because the Freedom Corps, you could sign up and work for that and be handing out these little fancy F cards (laughs) from the government to buy your stuff. Yep. It was a different briefing for a different day. Very, very interesting stuff. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. So, of course, now you can't go anywhere because you got to hear the rest of this. But think about this. Would they be capable of doing this now that you've seen what COVID just did? Would they be capable? Oh, you bet they would be. Yep. Oh, you bet they would ride this. They're uh, doing some of it. They are. They are. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Uprising by Muse. Great song. Scary song. Great song. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Um, look, we're going to be talking a little bit about money. Make sure you text um, 989898 and text the name Kate, okay? And that'll give you some information on how to back everything up, solidify everything. I worry, I'm just worried about people because I wanna make sure you take advantage of the timing. 
um, before uh, stuff hits the fan. Wells Fargo is already promising this happens in three years time, which probably means two, which probably means you don't have a lot of time to solidify things. So just please do that. I'll feel a lot better that I can help you in this way. Text 989898 and text my name, Kate, and you'll get some fantastic free information and some, and some loopholes you can take advantage of and how to get everything more secure, your, enti- your retirement, your IRAs, and so forth, and how to get $10,000 worth of free gold and silver. Yeah. Find out how you can do that. It's not as hard as you think. All right, Uncle Milty. Um, we were just talking about this 299 days, and I, I am going to welcome your calls. I want to hear what you have to say. This is a really interesting scenario because it spells out the fact that um, that in this, how the government went about marketing ideas and taking things from the people and controlling things and what, what our problems were. Now, this was written a decade ago. Yeah, pretty <laughs> okay? amazing. Didn't, ha- didn't go through COVID, didn't, didn't see all of that. Now, as we've been through the last 10 years, you can totally see how they would do this. Taking over infrastructure was a big, big deal, okay? And they had to sell it to the people as requisition. Then um, freedom cards. They realized that uh, people couldn't get to their banks. Banks were closed. ATMs were closed. So people had the cash on hand that they had, and then they had bartering. Um, grocery stores were not getting the shipments, so there was a problem there. And so they were talking about the fact that they could keep tabs. If they gave out these freedom cards, F cards to people, which, by the way, they already had in the COVID bill and took them out. They were going to be, yep. um, they were going to have kiosks at the uh, post offices all across America and give out these little government debit cards, where they could track your purchases through those too. They can already do it, but again, it, the money's coming from government. They took it out right before they did the uh, trillions for um, COVID. Um, and I have screenshots to prove that by the way. So they were going to keep an idea uh, or keep a, keep um, a notice on, on people that were hoarding so they could go stop it if they wanted to. That's why they wanted people to have these V cards. Okay. So they said, uh, they said, we're going to be working on bringing the internet back because there was some internet outages everywhere. We're going to, we're going to work on bringing that back, but this will give people a way to buy stuff. <laughs> you yeah. know, the brilliant part of this, if you want to look at it that way, it's brilliant and horrific at the mm-hmm. same time. But Americans have trillions and trillions yeah. of dollars right. sitting right. in a retirement accounts, mm-hmm. 401ks, mm-hmm. their everyday bank yeah. account, their property, trillions and trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. For the government to get it right now, they have to pass taxation. Yeah. Under these circumstances, they just take, they it. Just take it. Here they said we're securitizing there's a word, another word for the day, they said, financial accounts. So this, is the, this was the government's response in the book, uh, 299 Days. And so that's not new yet, news yet, so don't mention it. But all those accounts, mutual funds, 401ks, pensions people have, stuff I was just talking about getting secure, the federal government has taken them in for safekeeping and securitizing them. And now <laughs> they're safe from ups and downs in the market. Oh, I love it when my government keeps me safe from ups and downs in the market. Isn't that why you put money in the market? Anyway. Um, and then, no, like, uh, so like Social Security, the federal government will guarantee a return on them. But we have to take possession of the funds because we're in the middle of an emergency. The Middle East just got nuked. The border's overrun. We have all these things going on. Crimes at an all-time high. We don't have it. Oh, and the prisons are closed. The prisons were closed. So we'll get to that in a second. Scary stuff, you guys. 
Really, really scary stuff. So now, so then the government talks about, this was written 10 years ago, the government's talking about how, um, or Jeannie, the uh, JAG girl, says, Americans had trillions of dollars just sitting in those accounts, money that was useless now that the banks were closed. So even with that out-of-control inflation, trillions of dollars, still a lot of money. So it was enough to buy plenty of wheat and potatoes. People would never let the government take their bank accounts in normal times. But now... With no way to get their money, might as well put it to good use, says Jeannie. <laughs> right? Feds, and I, you could see people saying that. She's a peach. Ooh, you could see people saying that, and the feds that knew they'd be more, more than happy to use the money. Hmm. When we come back, we talk about what they did with guns, which is something that we don't normally talk about. Because what's the big phrase? Come and get them, right? Yeah. It's basically a threat from the people saying, oh, yeah, you just come and try. Well, what if there was a twist to that? We'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. Stay with us. Be right back.